0: Hey guys, it's Rob, and this week be an awesome, I am so tired, I actually just got home from work, and I'm fixed to uh, lay down and get some sleep, um, right now, uh, TFCon is starting up, today is Friday, I'm recording this, uh, depending on when you hear this, TFCon is either halfway over, or over, by the time you, uh, probably hear or watch this, but it's TFCon's one of those things that's really cool, and I'm glad to watch it grow as it has. You know, I've been kind of observing it since its start, and watching it get as big as it has is really cool. You know, now we have TFCon USA, which is amazing, Uh, so us in the U.S. get taste of that awesome TFCon stuff. Um, So I really hope everyone there has a good time and eagerly anticipate hearing news coming from it. You know, I'm not the biggest third-party fan, as as per se, but I really appreciate the third-party exclusives that come out of, like, say, TFCon. It gives me something to look forward to for... TFCon USA. You know, I say I'm not the biggest third party fan, being that I mainly buy official Hasbro and Takara stuff. And, you know, officially licensed merchandise and that kind of stuff. But I do occasionally do buy third party stuff. When I do, it's usually the inexpensive things. Some, you know, I have some KFC tapes that were like convention exclusive stuff. You know, I bought them for, bought those. You know, I've got like, got some of the impossible toys stuff that was on clearance uh for practically free at last year's TFCon USA. You know, and I bought those to basically get them, check them out. The jets, they look nice in the box, you know. Not really that great. The mini cars, you know, I got the bug bite and wasp ones, and as crappy as they are, they're not completely terrible. I can't help but to enjoy them. So it wasn't totally a loss, considering I barely paid anything for him. I can't complain. Um, you know, like stuff like that. I got UFO. Um, I bought him off of somebody for like twenty dollars, and you know, I mean, like I was. I just thought that was cool, making the chubby, kitsch, kitschy, sci-fi astronaut out of Cosmos. I thought that was really rad. Yeah, I got some, like, unofficial world smallest and stuff like that. You know, silly things. I think the only one I've, that I've got that I've really spent any money is I got a Fangro. And that's the only one I've really spent more than $20 on. And that doesn't even count. That's like a um, tribute toy. Tribute to different ro- Transformers and other robot toys. Uh, it's not really, like, an unofficial version of a existing character. I wouldn't mind getting the rest of the Glacial Bots. I just haven't... Put more into it than getting Fangro. That was that was a project I thought was really cool. So you know, and you know TFCon, they'll do these, you know, like like exclusives for TFCon, and of course USA gets them too, and they're really neat. Like um, I forget, I think it's Fans Project who did the. uh, They're doing their unofficial masterpiece Dinobots, which are really nice. And then they go and do uh, Diaclone versions for TFCon exclusives. That was really cool. I was tempted to buy those. Like, I, I actually really wanted to buy them. And something made me not buy them. So, excuse me, need a little apple juice there. <laughs> so, I thought that was a really cool thing they did. And, you know, other things like... Um, that unofficial Stunicon set, they made the G2 uh, breakdown for TFCon last year. That was pretty rad. There are things like, at, USA, they, at TFCon USA, they had the Grant. You know, the um, and there's that new, smaller scale, Fort Max unofficial toy that came out. That was basically scaled down. Fort Max... Um, not really a Voyager size, more of like a uh, leader toy sized version. It was really cool. And you know, for the con exclusive, they did Grant, which was Grand Maximus and really sharp. That was another one I was really tempted to get, and something made me not buy it. I don't really have any regrets, but that'd been pretty cool to get. You know, stuff like. The, I, I had a text message. Um, stuff like that is just really rad and just really neat, you know, like, you can't help but to say, let me respond to this text message, I probably shouldn't have looked at it yet, but, there we go, hopefully I won't go off again, but, (laughs) You know, that's the kind of stuff that really TFCon's an unofficial fan convention, you know? And it's it's almost like there's always fan made things at conventions, be it fanfic, fan art, fan prints, fan name it, you know, Etsy type stuff, fan created things, upgrade kits, whatever. Those unofficial toys it's like wow, like maybe 10 years ago, a garage kit figure by crazy Steve was the best it was going to get as far as that. And now you have these masterpiece toys, you know, these really high end action figures, you know, I know some people don't really agree with them. Initially I didn't, um, not because of not because of some holier than thou stance or whatever. I just come from the mindset that unofficial third party should be cheap. You know, uh, unofficial third party to me was a mad cats controller for your Sega Genesis that you got for 14 bucks because you didn't want to spend the 30 for the official Sega one. You know, that's the, uh, your car needs repairs, and you need a new hose for it. And instead of getting the one Mopar makes for your Ford, you get the unofficial one at AutoZone for like $3, and it, it works. You know, that's what unofficial third-party means to me. So then you see like this unofficial Springer toy come out, and it's like $90, and I'm like, huh, huh? Uh, it's a overpriced knockoff it's a you know, you know it's a bootleg and you get feedback from people that fans are like it's not a bootleg it's like theoretically okay i'm not attacking so that there's always kind of a hang up for me but they're really, they're really cool and you can't help but to admire the ingenuity and the design and everything you know what i mean you can't help but to admire the finished product and I'm a big fan of uh, creative design so when I see you know like okay there's a million and one Optimus Prime toys and then Orion comes out here's another Optimus Prime toy well they took Optimus Prime and did it in a different way and it was really nice You know, I I can appreciate that a whole lot. You know, I can't ever say I'll probably that I'll ever go whole hog into the third party thing. Right now, it's probably still a for me a kind of novelty thing that I buy for my own shits and giggles. Um, then again, it could be one that comes out that's like five thousand dollars, and I am like, yeah, I can't live without that. I was pretty close in Dystopia; that was awesome. But yeah, stuff like that's really cool. And those guys really come out and force the TFCon. But it's not just a third party thing, it's an all out Transformers fan convention. And it's just, it's. I'm not being really critical. I'm not meaning to be critical of BaCon or whatever. But you old farts like me who went to the older ones know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that just. Love, Mojo, you know the, that feel bro, you know what I mean, it's T F TFCon, and I missed that, and that's where I get for these unofficial shows, so you guys in Canada have so much fun, have so much fun, I can't wait to read about it, I can't wait to feel envious of you for having the fun that I'm not having. And just be like, man, because come October, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the funk to Charlotte. I am bringing both the axe and the smasher. Nah, mean brah. Essay doesn't scratch my ear. I'm gross. In uh, less awesome news, and admittedly off topic, but bear with me here, um. San Diego Comic-Con was this past weekend, and at the end of it, on Sunday, uh, news of Satoru Iwata, I totally mispronounced that, Iwata, the president of Nintendo, uh, passed away. Uh, He had been sick for a good year or two now, maybe a little longer, maybe a little less. He had been sick for a while, and it was pretty sad, because he was a young guy. He was only like 55. That's a middle-aged man. That's way too young to die. Uh, you know, that's, that's really sad. Not to mention... You know, I know a lot of people like to pick on Nintendo in the gaming community. I don't. I'm first and foremost a Nintendo fan as a gamer, because they they play the songs I want to hear so to speak you know what I mean they they get me and Awada coming in before Awada was president, Nintendo's corporate structure is the best analogy is shadowy overlord you know and he came in Nintendo was now friendly. You know, and you can't help but to like that. Nintendo strong-armed a lot of stuff in the old days, and that's why they came out on top. He was like, who wants candy? (laughs) You know. Um, But his contributions to the gaming world are numerous. You know, you can just stop and say, oh, Earthbound, oh, the DS, oh, you know, this, that. But there's a lot of little things you don't think about. For example, we've all played Joust, right? It's the game you ride an ostrich, and you kind of jump around, and you joust off the other ones, and stuff like that. Well, Nintendo has a much better game called Balloon Fight, which is the same idea. You're a little guy on balloons, and there's other little guys on balloons, you you pop, you gotta fly through them, and pop them, and come back by and get their riders for points. And it's very fun. You know, Joust is fun. Balloon Fight is amazingly fun. And the reason Balloon Fight is amazingly fun is, see, Joust just kind of slide all over the place and skid. And it's fun. But you slide all over the place and you die like that because of the lack of control of your character. Now, these are arcade games. And... In today's culture, it's really commonplace to criticize freemium games for being cash grabs. Well, old arcade games were just as bad. They would kill you off in a second, and they would cheat to kill you to get another quarter. Joust was really bad about sliding off that platform into the the lava. Balloon Fight was fair about it. It was of your own error that you died. And partially it was because of those controls, it was tight. You could change, you know, he'd float and hover, but float your little way over to where you're going. And part of that is why awata was in control. Well, he was one of the main forces of that game. And while programming the flight controls, he also wanted the thing not only programmed as it was, but also programmed in decimal. That way, the flight and the controls would be exact to the point to be as accurate as possible. And you say to yourself, well, a balloon's kind of an obscured game. I mean, balloon fight's a fun game, but it's not overshadowing or anything, and that's wrong. Because that was such a popular way of doing that, floaty controls, that when they made, like, Super Mario Bros., they pretty much copied that programming for the underwater level so that way Mario swims how it's like he's floaty he's slightly out of control but yet if you stay on the buttons you'll be okay you know that's because of a lot idea for balloon fight you know little things like that it's kind of funny how creative people touch things we see all the time and you might not even realize it you know just little things and you're like Wait, they did that? That was them? Or, oh, that came from that? I mean, it, it's all over the place. So little things like... The president of Nintendo... Dying is really sad. Not only because a person died. but And not only because a genuinely likable person died. But a person whose influence has affected so many things you enjoy died. And you just go, wow... So many things that I appreciate are because of that one person. So it's it's really unfortunate that he's passed away. Um, from what I understand, um, Miyamoto is lined up to be the new president, which would be well, that'd be cool. That he'd be a suitable replacement. That, of course, is the guy who created Mario and Donkey Kong and Zelda. You know, when you think Nintendo, you think him. So, that would be really neat. You know, because that's another extremely creative person. And that's what Nintendo is, is a creative company. You know, other game Sony went on to say, you know, recently, Nintendo can't fail. Because every crazy idea they come up with drives the game. And you, People criticize... You know, everything they do. And then they do it in all their own game consoles. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. And I'll get off my Nintendo fanboy pedestal and go to the Q&A. Um, our Q&A thread is exclusive to the Talk Transformers Facebook group, which is the Being Awesome official Facebook group. You know, we, we partnered up with them. It's really cool. I'm an admin, but... You know, I got made into men, and it's really, it would be self-inflated and self-serving to say it's the best Transformers forum there is. So I'm going to be self-serving and self-inflated to say it's the best Transformers forum. For I mean, you, you, you don't talk anywhere else. Talk Transformers. Don't talk Transformers. Google it. <laughs> i just search on Facebook. You know you're using it. If you're not really... I mean, it's okay, but why? (laughs) But anyway, I'm actually kind of skipping over questions just to pick one. This one here, because I wanted to answer it, because I feared go on what I was talking about earlier. Antoine Lewis asks, What's your take on the third-party switch to masterpiece-scaled figures, and where do you... Third party going within the next five, ten years. I assume he meant, Where do I see? Well, Antoine, um, I think them switching to a masterpiece type figure was a very smart idea. Because, look, Hazarun Takara's got the deluxe down, they got the leader figure down, they got the chug down. There's plenty of options from them. Now the thing is in Masterpiece, as great as Masterpiece is, there's not waves of Masterpiece toys at Walmart. You know, they've they've upped the Masterpiece type figure. But there's still only so many coming out a year. And there's still people who may not be happy with the selection available so you look at the third- party figures that make a higher price figure they make the more high-end collectible you know you know some groups have made the smaller toys and to some success but the bulk of them aim to make the higher end figure for an adult so them aiming at Masterpiece stuff makes all the sense in the world. Because the Masterpiece, you know, buyer is going to be more interested and more okay with a $150 figure. While the guy who or girl who mainly buys deluxes probably a little harder to swallow a hundred dollar you know deluxe a lot some of the guys are some of the third-party groups are getting into the legends market now and a lot of people are really liking them but they're having a hard part time swallowing the fact that those legends end up being about what 40 bucks it's like what forty dollars for a two pack so it's like twenty dollars for a legend which isn't bad, considering what it is, and it's a higher-end figure of, a you know, a Legend figure that's a little bit they're fancier than the ones that are at the store. Legends aren't exactly discount figures, but they're meant to be cheaper figures. So, for a person to see a $20 Legend, or $40 for two, they're going to scoff a little. You know, a Legend's 10 just like that deluxe collector, like you know, a, a deluxe is what fifteen bucks, twenty at Toys R Us for some ungodly reason. Eighty dollars seems really steep. Someone buying masterpieces is used to spending seventy to two hundred something dollars. So, if they make a figure and scale those masterpieces with all the bells and whistles, you're getting with a third party figure. Well, then someone made a bright idea. Someone said, hey, you know, we were doing good with those combiner things for a while, but Hasbro's making nothing but combiners for a while. You know, they're still making the same amount of masterpieces as they were last year and the year before. So, it makes so much sense to me on that decision. Now, where do I see third party going within the next 5-10 years? I don't know because five years ago I would not have been able to call the path that the third party market has went you know it's like you I never would have been able to I wouldn't have predicted like the Predaking you know or the Devastators I, that never Uranus they made a Superion named after a butthole. A yeah, planet, whatever. And, you know, I won't be a judgmental ass here. When they say not Superion, they're not kidding. Because that ain't Superion. It's like a jet robot thing that's kind of similar if you squint. But, yeah, I never would have seen... carry the third-party Rodimus Masterpiece that's styled after the Studio Aux designs. Never could have predicted that. Never. So it's really hard to say in all honesty. You know, last year, I was saying up and down the third-party bubble is going to pop. Because I can see the signs. And I think seeing that so many have switched to Masterpiece, is a sign of a survival instinct. These companies are really quickly scrambling to the market. They, they're like, this is where we need to push shit out at, and that's how they keep that bubble from popping. And you know, good on them for being savvy business people to say, hey, you know, the KFC, those tapes have slowed down a lot, <laughs> and they're making air quotes masterpiece style figures now. You know there that bubble could pop at any minute. The the collective fan base could have enough and just move the F on. But them doing as they are shows a lot of intelligence and business sense that you just can't help but to say good thinking, man. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I know my voice, I'm really tired and I don't feel like I had a good night. I've actually got a headache. So my voice isn't as boisterous, I guess, as it normally is. And I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening and thanks everyone for watching. Uh, being awesome the short form transformers podcast about loving transformers and having fun, you know, available each week as part of the radio free Cybertron family of shows. Um, the video feed is exclusive to Facebook and the audio version is all on our various feeds and download availabilities. One day I'm going to say that. And that's not going to be awkward. Um, if you'd like to support the network, Hey, go through the Amazon links on our site. It's an easy way to support us without paying anything extra. Because you know, you know, you're gonna buy from Amazon. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like yeah, you're gonna drink water, and it's kind of, it's kind of neat to say, "Hey, how can I help you guys out without actually putting." It was putting as little effort as humanly possible into it you know it's like you see those cans the soup at the store and it says enter the code to end and you, every time you enter this code it provides a, a meal to a family and it's like I was buying the soup anyway I I'll enter the code and you don't brag about entering the code because it'd be real like self-centered jackass way of like, look at what I did. I fed somebody. It's like, it, it that's like, you, you can't criticize them, because they did. <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's weird to say like, I want to really help, but I, I don't want to actually, I'm on a a stupid tangent here because I'm dozing off to sleep. Basically, what I'm saying is it's a way to help without actually doing anything. And that's so far out. Because whenever I have to do anything, I have to do something extra. So the idea of doing something without doing anything is completely novel to me. And it's easy to ridicule, but even more easy to be in awe of. YOLO. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at RoboRobSpringer. And all of our shows and showtimes are at tfradio.net. Thanks everyone for watching. I'm forcing my eyes to stay open now. I should click this red stop thing. Thanks. See you next week. We'll see if I've uh, woken up by Wham bam. Wham bam, I a that on you. I got my Wham bam, bam I said